There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Ben Up Cycling on Over the Top Cycling here in Boulder, Colorado. Co-host Dana Lieberman. Where are you right now, Dana? I am sitting at the uh, bar in my office or in my in my bike shop in North Hollywood. It's finally cooled down, so it's not 100 degrees anymore, and uh, just enjoying a beautiful day. And you have a bar in your office. Well, I'm sorry, not a bar. It's like a counter where you know customers can serve up. We can serve up coffee, and I have a big bowl of fresh fruit sitting right here, and. Uh, jelly beans and stuff like that oh, okay well i was you know yeah. having martinis here in my studio right now so i thought good i'm not drinking alone <laughs> actually the bar next door to us just closed down we thought maybe we ought to open up a bar well it looks to me like our guest has just tipped a toast to us uh ben tomlin enjoying a pint there at the end of the day <laughs> hey that's why i missed your first phone call ben it's great to have you with us thanks very much for joining us thank you for having me you know, I saw you race in the last couple of events of uh, 2015, and seeing you out on the bike, I was just like, I've got to get this guy on Bent Up Cycling. So uh, it's exciting to have you on here. Now, Ben, you're out there in Florida, correct? Correct. I'm just north of Orlando. And uh, sort of the end of the season, it's 45 degrees here in Boulder and pouring rain, and uh, it's pretty chilly out. I mean, I did have to put on gloves this morning when I went for a ride in, you know, shorts and short sleeves. But, you know, other, other than that, it was bearable. Dana, what's it like in North Hollywood? Oh, it's just been gorgeous. I went out for a beautiful ride yesterday. It was 78 degrees out, sunny, perfect cycling weather. We finally finished up that heat wave that we'd been suffering through for the last three weeks. Now, Ben, what got you interested in bicycles? My mother and father rode, um, and, you know, sort of, I grew up around them riding once or twice a week, and then uh, when I got old enough, I, you know, started riding with them on, uh, I always got the, the hand-me-down bike, so it went from my dad's bike to my mom's bike to my bike. So this has really been a lifetime sport for you? Absolutely. Uh, probably started, you know, I always had, had a, a BMX bike and then a little uh, mountain bike that I rode around, you know, as my form of transportation and just have uh, kept that up since then. So, Dana, when are you going to come out with a BMX recumbent? Um, I'm working on it right now, honest. Okay, maybe not. 
I've I've been asked to do single speeds, fixed gears, all that kind of stuff, but it really wouldn't work. I think I have the only single speed fixed gear recumbent Bachetta ever made. It's a uh, dual dual seven hundred Giro, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun to ride. What can you? I guess in Florida it would work because it's pretty flat. Yeah, it's it's pretty flat, and it's one of those you better be careful to bring the the right gear because you'll be in it for a while. Now, what got you interested in riding recumbents? I, I my father uh, back in '97 went out to California and on a business trip and happened to stop by Gardner Martin's factory. Uh, the founder of Tour Easy, and for 20 bucks bought a set of plans from Gardner Martin, came home, and that summer we took two diamond frame bikes, chopped the front off one, chopped the rear off another, and built up a homemade Tour Easy. Uh, brazed it together, plywood seat, the whole the whole nine yards, and rode that in Ragbri that year, and had a blast on it, and you know, wasn't really 100% convinced that recumbents were the way to go and, you know, wanted to ride a diamond frame and wanted to wanted, wanted a fancy uh, carbon Y-foil Trek. It was the year they came out and was saving my money up and just, you know, it was taking a long time and it was starting to get into November and dad, dad and his buddy were looking to build another recumbent and wanted, were interested in it and they uh, they came up to me and said, uh, "Hey, you know, if you want to get a recumbent instead of that uh, silly diamond frame bike you've been saving up for, we'll go in halves for with you." So we happened to have a recumbent shop there in Tallahassee, Florida, and went down there and found the most expensive one that I could afford, and uh, bought it and ended up riding it the next day on a double century, uh, wow. the southern version of uh, Tazroff. And uh, was riding it. Had had picked it up. Literally picked it up six p.m. on a Friday and left at uh, about seven a.m. on Saturday. And we got to the end and we're checking into the hotel. And parents riding their diamond frame bikes were sore and couldn't wait to get off it. And Dad was looking for me, and and he was amazed that I was still in the parking lot, just riding around in circles, having a good old time. Boy, you just took like everything I know about training and bike fit <laughs> and tossed it out the window. Well, that's that's kind of how I do all the ultra endurance events. If I don't change at least three major things, at least the night before, it's just not going to work out. <laughs> how old were you when that happened? Oh, goodness. That was 97. So I was 13, 14. I was pretty young. Dana, is that common to see? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. In fact, did your friends know you were riding a recumbent? Uh, not really. Gosh, I'm I'm trying to think of my twelve year old now. My you know my twelve year old now has a recumbent, but she's uh, uh, she doesn't want to ride it to school because it's not it's not the cool bike. Exactly. <laughs> so kudos for getting out there. Well, I'm Thank impressed. You. So. You've actually been on recumbents really most of your ride time. You know, other than, you know, maybe one season of riding an upright, I've been riding a recumbent ever since. Wow. 
And at 13, you did a double century. So really long distance has been a major part of your cycling experience growing up. You know, ab- absolutely. I remember remember when I got my first bike computer, you know, old old analog thing from Walmart that goes on the spokes and measured speed by uh mechanical means going out and riding all day just to get just to get 40 miles just to just to see the numbers tick over, you know, the same quarter mile that I was allowed to ride from home. So <laughs> When you're 14, what are you thinking about when you're starting a double century? Do you remember what that was like? Oh, goodness. I mean, look, as adults, we do all sorts of mental preparation and such now as we're preparing to go out and race and and do these crazy rides. But a 14-year-old, did you really know what you were getting yourself into or? You know, not, not really. Um, I, that was probably my first, not only my first century, but my first double century and, uh, almost, I didn't actually make it all the way back the second day. We got to the, almost the last rest stop. It was 40 degrees and starting to hail and, uh, they thought I looked pretty pitiful. So when they, when they said I should probably just wait there and, uh, they'll come get me when they finished. I, I didn't put up too much of a fight. So, <laughs> you know, I made, I made the first century and then I made about 90 miles the second day. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing as riding a bike today. I just go out and ride and have fun and enjoy the scenery. And, you know, I love riding the recumbent just cause I'm looking up the whole time and looking around me and just getting to experience things as they go by. You're listening to Bend Up Cycling on Over the Top Cycling. I'm George Thomas with co-host Dana Lieberman, our guest today, Ben Tomlin. So, Ben, when did you decide to go longer than a double century? What led you into 500-mile races? I got into longer races when I was going to school in Gainesville, uh, undergrad, and some had, you know, started riding with a couple of recumbent riders there and they said, Hey, want, you should, you should try a brevet and looked up what it was and said, Oh, that sounds fun. And did a, did my first 200 K brevet and then, uh, ended up on a 300 K brevet and was riding, riding along and all, all of a sudden John Schlitter comes up beside me on his, on his Bichetta and, uh, you know, just blows, blows on by me with his entourage and uh you know ended up riding with him a little bit later and talking to him and it is just really that chance encounter meeting meeting him and um i don't know who who had talked me into doing the doing 12 hours of sebring in 2006 that was really my first ultra race but uh you know had had met john on the 300k a couple couple weeks before and at the time, I was riding a uh, Vision R64 dual dual 650 inch wheel bike, and see him coming by in these shiny new titanium bikes, and think to, think to myself, "Man, that's the bike I always wanted." And he said, "Hey, you want to race one at Sebring?" I said, "Absolutely." He said, "Well, come come down to Tampa. We'll we'll get you set up on one." And two weeks two weeks before Sebring, I switched bikes. 
and uh, switched to a titanium Bechetta, which uh, unfortunately was a medium frame bike and couldn't really ride and it hurt my knees. So I show up the Friday before uh, the 12 Hours of Sebring is supposed to start and get a knock on my hotel room at 8 o'clock at night. And here John is again with a large frame Bechetta. So I get it set up in the parking lot and uh, ride it, ride it, you know, around the park, around the hotel once or twice, and proceed to race it 260 something miles the next day. Wow, that that just it, sounds like par for the course for you, though. Getting yeah. a new bike and then riding it. <laughs> I, I I know for for Hoodoo, I think I got new wheels, a uh, new crank set, and I switched from SBD to look style pedals. So that worked out pretty well. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Tell, you know, let's jump ahead a few years. I'm sorry, got... you're still just flooring me with this. You know, <laughs> making I'm... all these changes pre-race. So it, I mean, the Jim Virtual in me is going no. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to tell us about your hoodoo experiences. That's where I met Absolutely. you. Uh, what a race. At first, you were just riding phenomenally, um, but then had a little disaster there toward the finish. But you overcame that. Yeah, what happened? Um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mm. Well, I'm trying to think how it was how it was posted on Facebook. It was a total catastrophic bike failure. You know, I think I think how it was initially reported. And uh it uh turned out that all three of my crew members in the follow van uh, fell asleep at the same time while I was riding and uh, decided to run me over with about 40 miles to go. You know what's really scary is I've heard that story more than once. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so how fast were they going when they hit you? I was I was climbing, so I was going about eight to nine miles an hour, and I figure they were probably going fourteen to fifteen miles an hour. Oh, ouch! And uh, got got hit by the front side passenger tire, and they they stopped about about midway down the the minivan, and um, the next thing I see is the door opening to my my mother's face waking up to the most horrific. F- face gesture you can ever imagine 
telling Jim Parker in the passenger seat not to open his door because that's where my head is located. And I'm just screaming, I'm okay, I'm okay. And uh, looking at the bike and seeing it's not okay. And then my next thought is immediately, thank goodness I don't have to climb this damn hill anymore. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But uh, it, it, it gets better than that, too, because the crew member driving the follow vehicle was my father. Oh, thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all thought about it during the races. Like, how can I like, gracefully get out of this? If I just, like, swerve off to the side and crash and break something, will I, will I be able to DNF if I do that? <laughs> but you actually... Had it happened. Wow. Okay. How did your dad feel? I mean, that's your son. Uh, he he felt terrible about it, and you know, I think I felt, I think I felt just as bad for him, if if nothing else, just because you know I was okay. I was, I was, I was scraped up a little, but uh, you know, we've got gotten over it, and uh, on on good terms, and. I, I I think I've got them signed up to crew for me at Sebring, which uh, you know, which there's uh, no follow vehicles at Sebring, of course. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. There's no follow, <laughs> there's no follow vehicle. They they're on the other side of a concrete barrier. Right, so. right. Now it is important though to finish the hoodoo story because you did get your bike back together, or got another bike. You got yourself back together. You got your crew centered and focused, and you guys finished. I was after after it happened. We got the van pulled over to the side of the road. We realized the bike was a total loss, and they told me to hang out in the passenger seat. And I was, you know, trying to get just trying to get a little little bit of rest and shut eye. And a crew crew chief calls headquarters and tells them what happened and that I won't be able to finish the race. And then headquarters says, "Well, is there any way you can get another bike?" And I'm thinking. Well, the only other bike out here is Maria, and she'd have to finish the race, and I'd have to go back there. And they said, well, what about Leif Zimmerman? You know, he had done the stage race, had finished the stage race earlier that day. And uh, next thing I know, I I hear Jim trying to call Leif and call him and keeps going to voicemail and voicemail. And I think, oh, goodness, we're we're done. We've proved we can finish this. It's downhill. Let's Let's just go to the end. You know, we're... There's, there's no doubt we could have finished this, and then all, then all of a sudden, Leaf picks up and here, don't, don't hang up, don't hang up. And uh, you know, this is a guy I had, I had talked to online before, but I met him literally five minutes before the race on uh, Friday, before he took off for the stage race. And uh, you know, Jim explained the situation, asked him if he'd bring his bike out, and you know, ten, eleven o'clock at night, he hops in the car and drives drives his bike out and we do we we get it out we do we don't even adjust the uh the boom or anything i i hop onto it and he's a good six inches shorter than me and it's like riding this little mickey mouse bike <laughs> but it was effectively downhill from there well, we know he can ride a small bike because he was on the size medium Bichetta for quite a while <laughs> until the night before Sebring. <laughs> I'm just blown away by what you did out there. I, I'm just kudos to you for an incredible yeah. job. Um, just the determination of getting to the finish from that 
incredible. That's fantastic. And now you got great stories for Thanksgiving dinner. Anytime your dad gets up and you about politics or whatever, you can just remind him that, you know, at least you haven't run him over. So, Ben, uh, after Hoodoo was over, did you have any nerves about doing another event? Not really. Um, that that wasn't that was until the the first time my follow vehicle on Natchez decided to come around me, and what I hear over the cardio, I th- I interpreted was oncoming, and then I feel a vehicle coming coming around me uh, rather rather rapidly, and I didn't realize they had said coming around, not oncoming. So that that freaked me out a a, a good deal, but. Uh, after we got the uh, the safe word figured out, uh, it was it went pretty well. So, what was your experience like at Natchez? It was an absolutely gorgeous ride. I can't wait to go back and you know ride the race again. Ride it as a fifteen hundred k brevet. Um, you know, it was five weeks post hoodoo, so I was still tired and you know still uh, you know nervous going into it, but you know felt felt I could have could have done a little little bit better. Have it you know had I not done the the hoodoo or you know done done a couple different things, but all in all, it was a it was a gorgeous race. You know, if, if we could have just postponed the the rain another couple of hours, uh, would have been nice, but. You know, we rode through it, and I think like everyone else, just as soon as we got out of it, changed clothes completely, and it was like it never happened. So, You know, I was just down there last weekend, and uh, the temperatures were in the high 80s. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I think we had a high of 65 throughout the entire event. A high of 65, and I remember seeing sunlight for about five minutes. Right. Oh. It, it was it was a cruel joke because it was it was hard to get it was hard to wake up the uh, riding into the day because you never saw the sun come up and then you see it for five minutes before it goes down and you're back into darkness. So, so George is Ben going to have a chance to come back out and do it again? He is. Uh, we were out Excellent. there working on that and uh, have a lot of things going on. Very very good. I'm expecting that to be quite the event next year. Wonderful. Wonderful. So it sounds like uh, Ben, you've you learned a lot from these last couple of events. Uh, any lessons you care to share? Maybe in terms of crew selection or bike selection, getting set up, anything. Well, I I learned from Hoodoo that you know I only only brought one bike out to for for Hoodoo, yet I had every single part imaginable to build a second bike had i had a frame i could have i could have built you a second bike on the side of the road i mean <laughs> down to cables and ferrules and you, you name it but uh didn't have didn't have that extra frame so on natchez i i learned to to bring a spare bike and uh you know as far as crew selection you know i I think my crew for both Hoodoo and Natchez did absolutely fabulous. It's just the the nature of having a single crew for a 500 mile race and keeping you know keeping them up that long that it's just 
if if you think something like that won't happen to you, um, you know, think again. It could could pretty much happen to anyone. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as far as crew selection, uh, I'd I'd have my parents uh, crew crew for me again. I'd have uh, Cindy and Leslie that crewed for me on on uh, Natchez crew again. And uh, you know, the biggest thing I learned from all of them is you you only want what you don't have. You know, we packed we packed the cars for uh, both the races to the brim, and it was it was quite simple. It's I only wanted what I didn't have on me. <laughs> now I'm thinking, you know, you could also get by with two diamond frames because it seemed like that was your first recumbent was made out of two diamond frames. So <laughs> <laughs> and a welding torch. <laughs> <laughs> what are your plans for 2016? I keep throwing around the idea of doing RAM. So, for it's 2016? For 2016. Wow. That's getting close. Yeah, it's I I, I told myself that last Monday was going to be my drop dead date for having to decide one way or another and you know, I've I've given myself a little leeway on that, but I really need to sort of make the decision this week. Uh, whether I'm going to do it or not. So, you know, if I if I do that, it's going to be all holds barred. You know, nothing but nothing nothing but that. Uh, you know, until June, or if it doesn't work out, then you know, it's I'd like to do you know try a couple new new races. You know, Sebring's only three hours for me, so that's a a no brainer. You know, to to do in February, but I'd love to get out west and do race across Oregon. I'd love to go back to Hoodoo and do it as a Voyager. Um, and years past have done a couple of the the double centuries in California and would love to get out there and do that. And you know, it's just it's just I got to make the decision on Ram one way or another, and that kind of will set the tone for the rest of the year. Okay. Getting out to California, you got to drop by Ben Up Cycles. I know. I'll uh, I'll actually be out. I'll actually be out there for the Worlds in uh, Borrego, so I fly right into LAX. Okay. Um. Yeah, LAX is about 45 minutes from us. Yeah, LA is big. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. If you have some spare time or you need a place to stay for a night or two, uh, we've got room. Love to have you. I appreciate it. Ben Tomlin, thanks very much for joining us on Ben Up Cycling. Hey, thank you for having me. Anytime. Dana Lieberman, always a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. From Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. 